Hi everyone, Joy here in Hiroshima, Japan. I would like to talk a little bit today about cleanups, volunteer riverside or beach cleanups to get some of the plastic pollution out of our waterways. Anybody who knows me or who's listened to this pod heard me mention a few times that I've been doing a monthly cleanup um, in Hiroshima where I'm living and we find a lot of plastic from the fishing industry. Now I know Japan is a very clean place, very conscientious in terms of getting garbage off the streets, but in terms of the beaches, there isn't really that awareness of getting the plastics out of our waterways like there is in other countries. So this month, June 8th was World Oceans Day, and July 22nd is Japan's Ocean Day. It's called Uminohi. So during this kind of two month period, I'm doing an extra push, an extra challenge for myself to get out as many times as I can and collaborate with other people in Japan, but also around the world to try to raise awareness broaden the audience of people to think about these issues and to consider making better choices when you go shopping. So maybe choosing something that has less plastic packaging. As the warmer weather comes, I thought it'd be a great time to think about doing something a bit special, try to do this extra push for this clean water campaign. If you are doing cleanups in your area or you know anybody who's active in this way, please get in touch. I would love to reach out and connect with them, support the work that they're doing, and learn more about the type of plastic that they're picking up in their area, what they're finding, and to talk to them about their motivation and their success stories and their hurdles. I think collaborating across Japan and across the world and support each other and we can hopefully be inspired to keep going. It's an overwhelming problem and it's so easy to just feel like it's hopeless and fruitless and why should I do it and why should I continue doing it and nobody else is doing it. All right, so there's my little spiel. Here's a talk I had with my friend Chris Somerville in Shiga, and I'll be adding talks that I have over these next two months with people in Japan and around the world who are also making efforts to take plastic off of their riversides and off of their beaches where they live. Some of the bases, people always ask me, what do you need to do a cleanup? I made a rookie mistake. Uh, the other day when I came and I didn't bring gloves so definitely you're gonna want to have some good gloves to protect your skin protect your hands um, if you're gonna be around other people uh, of course you should still be wearing a mask have a couple bags in your pocket um, to pick up the plastic garbage I would recommend keeping the recyclables like the cans and the bottles the things that can be recycled, keep them separate from the plastic. 
any plastic you pick up from the beach, because it's going to be dirty, it's going to come out of the ocean, it's not going to be able, even if plastic drink bottles are recycled in your area, it's not going to be able to be recycled um, because it's dirty. In this first episode of this clean water challenge, I talked to Chris Somerville, who lives next to beautiful Lake Biwa in Shiga Prefecture. This is the beach. And uh, over there is Wani, the nearest town, which is seven kilometers away, which, as I said when I was talking to myself on the previous recording, is an Ainu name. You see all this stuff that I'm, I'm shooting in front of the sunset? All the styrofoam, this is one of the big problems we have with the beach cleanups. All the styrofoam becomes like dust when it breaks down. Ah. And uh, Wait, that's, it's that's really hard to pick up. up. I wish they would use, what did they used to use, Chris? They must have used like glass baubles for floaties, right? Of it was glass, yeah. Even when I was a boy in England and uh, it was always glass. Yeah. Heavy, nice glass that people used to pinch and put up in their houses and gardens as decoration. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've seen it in some antique shops. They're gorgeous. Yeah. And I so know it's a lot cheaper to use styrofoam, but this is what it becomes. It becomes like this. Oh, yeah. All this styrofoam dust everywhere. And is that really... washing up? They're washing up constantly, right? Yeah. And it blows... It blows up from the ocean. It comes up with every tide. And then one of the biggest problems we have here is all this plastic tubing from the oyster industry. Oh. So when they hang oysters, they uh, separate them with these little tubes. And then we have longer tubes as well. And we have discs. It's all from the oyster industry. They used to use bamboo. They used to use wood. Right. But plastic, you know, it's so convenient. Yeah, well, you know, I realized that on our beach, we have down at the end there, we have one area where the fishermen go. And then there's a place up further where the fishermen go or fishing people, although they are fisher, 99% men, you know, from the yeah. shore. And I've, yeah. I, was, I was so amazed because, you know, I thought fishermen would be aware of the environment, but the messiest beaches, uh, parts of the beach where cans and hooks and lures and all kinds of cigarette butts are left is by the, um, by the, where the fisher, fishermen are fishing, you know, yeah. kind of complete. It's almost like, well, we're on the land and our, our joy is coming from the lake. So we can leave all our gomi on the beach, but, uh, you know, because that won't affect our fishing. It's kind of amazing, yeah. That is crazy. I think that's the same here, right? It's just it's just a lack of awareness of what you're doing has a bigger effect. So there yeah. is litter here. There is a lot of garbage from the fishing industry and oyster industry, which you don't see there, I'm sure. Everything you see would be litter or things that has blown in from the garbage stations maybe, right? Yeah, it's mainly the main thing we pick up every Monday and the kids uh, have a challenge to how many they can get is, of course, cigarette butts because sand, sand makes such a, is kind of like a, a natural ashtray for most people here, you know. 
So we used to get hundreds of cigarette butts. Um, and the second thing, of course, is um, uh, plastic straws and pet bottles, of course, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know. But one of the ideas that we could advise the local authorities to do is not to have so many plastic pet bottles have more cans and glass, which is recycled. It has value in the recycle chain. Yeah, Those aluminium. Plastic has no value, right? Yeah, well, that's an easy thing. I mean, when when my students, I tell exactly the same thing. I ask them how many of you how many of you use drink machines, and may, of course, most of them do. And I say, well, if there's one thing you can do is just at least select whatever you want to drink in a can, you know. So yeah. of course, if we could get the companies. I mean, that's going to happen, you know. I mean, all, you know, basically now we look at Loop, you know, the, the Loop is coming into Japan, um, that wonderful group that is now quite getting bigger in Walgreens and Tesco and all that. Um, basically, zero waste and all this, it's, 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 it's the, the, the thing is, the, the irony is that we're the ones that have to take care of the problem, whereas it's the producers that shouldn't even be producing the problem, right? Exactly. <laughs> why Why is all the burden on the customer, whereas yeah. they're selling it to us? Yeah. We should yeah. put more pressure on the producer that's putting all this plastic out into the, our world every day. <laughs> yeah, it's talking to they have any responsibility? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to happen, and it will happen, but it's just taking its. I, I when do I was talking, do you ever do an assessment of vending machines while you're looking at them? So I've noticed most uh, vending machines now have mostly plastic bottles. It did very, change the last very ten years. Few have metal or glass. Yeah, I mean, it's usually about about uh, 20% of what's in the vending machines, yeah. I mean, I don't use vending machines as a, as a policy just because they're wasting so much energy, right? Yeah. You know, just staying on all night, especially here in Inaka, where exactly. they have got ones that turn themselves off at night, I've heard. but Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and well. Yeah. I have seen some with uh, solar panels. Yeah, there are cool. those two. They're happening. So... Everything is, I bet, you know, I, when I went to university in 1979 in UC Davis at our co-op, we, we had all of this, you know, reusable, you know, we take our containers, we, you know, um, bring in our Tupperware or what we didn't even, you know, use Tupperware. So this, this was existing, um, you know, getting 10 cents off for a cup of coffee at our local coffee shop in, in our university if you brought your own cup mug. You know, it's just things that just so slow because the profit that's made off the old paradigm is too high for any companies to really so far take the initiative. Yeah, I find it's, it hard I, to believe that that companies aren't seeing that that it's going to end soon with plastic, and they're going to have to change are they just using it as long as they can without well, it's like the tobacco compliance issues yeah yeah it's like the tobacco companies kept on creating yeah. all those lies for as long as they could and the, you know it's like the fossil fuel industry fossil keeping fuels, yeah. they need time to transition they've become it's like uh, it's like the people we've been doing the same things for so long 
that yeah. to change what we've been doing and it, we're not even making a profit from it we're making it's convenient or it's cheaper but those people yeah. are making their light their they're paying their stock shareholders with the profits you know <laughs> they're going to hold off until they've got the transition ready and produce and there and then they'll suddenly whoop change <laughs> well I think now is the time to celebrate and not give up. I think so much is happening. The students are so interested in all this. And the change is a coming, as Bob yes. Dylan said. Yes, yes. Thank <laughs> well, thank you, so you for much, this, AJ. And I'll be, I'm sure, in touch, uh, hopefully more realistically than I was today. Well, let's try it again sometime. I'm doing cleanups every Saturday, every Sunday through to Umi no Hi. So I'm going to be doing it a lot. Let's good, try it good. again. Well, I love the fact <laughs> you tried to do it and did it on Ocean Day because everything ends up in the ocean, as we know, be it a stream, Absolutely. a river, a lake or whatever. Okay, dear. I don't know how All to right, go. All right. Have a great day. Thanks so okay. much, Chris. Bye-bye. <laughs> In this part of the episode, I'm talking from the beach about some of the plastic pollution that I often find in the Hiroshima area from the fishing industry. According to the scientists collecting data on plastic pollution in the Great Ocean Garbage Patch cleanup, they say 45% is from the fishing industry. All of these styrofoam floaties. I wish they could use glass balls or something that was natural and wouldn't break down into dust, which is so difficult to clean up. It's always something we struggle with when we do cleanups because the styrofoam floaties, so cheap, so effective uh, in floating. But unfortunately, as you can see here, it becomes all this dust, which just accumulates at all the cleanup. But actually, it'd be better if we use different material, because you can see here how it's broken down, and those pieces become microplastics. And we eat them, because they get inside our food chain. Not good, right? So I didn't see any along the water, but I'm starting to see a lot of the plastic tubes, like I usually see it at cleanups in this area, plastic tubes from the oyster industry. So apparently years ago, they used to use uh, wood or bamboo. So if I follow this line for the cleanup on the way back, I will be able to get lots of these tubes. So unfortunately, if I put it up as I'm going to uh, near the other styrofoam buoys, it's probably going to be reused, but it would be better if it was... What do you do? What is the best solution to put it in landfill? It can't be recycled, but it's really breaking apart. Creatures have started living in it. Um, it's just better not to use it, to keep it from coming into the environment. That is the challenge, right? Uh, 
I was listening to a great podcast the other day between the film directors of Seaspiracy. It's a new Netflix documentary film you should definitely check out. Um, and it has lots of interesting information from all over the world, including Japan. And one of the biggest takeaways is how much plastic waste the fishing industry is giving to the plastic garbage patch in the Pacific. Actually, there's a bunch of garbage patches in the ocean all over. 45% is what Ocean Conservancy, a bunch of different researchers have found, is the contributing factor from the fishing industry in the huge garbage patches problem that we have. So if we can think about eating less fish and eating more coastal fish or small catch fish or go and catch your own, that is actually going to help the plastic pollution problem in our ocean. Whenever I get out for these cleanups, it's always a great time to think. It's a great time to enjoy the outdoors. It's also a great time to think of possible solutions and possible things that we could do in our everyday lives to reduce the amount of plastic that ends up in the ocean. Everything I pick up, I think, oh, I've used packaging like that. I've drank from plastic bottles like that. Um, I've eaten oysters, um, which contributed like that. So I think we are all in some way connected to the plastic trash, which ends up in the ocean. We are all a part of this problem in some way. So if we can get out and pick up a little bit of the trash and get that plastic out of the ocean so it's not there for the next 300 or 400 years for our great 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 grandchildren to deal with then it's a win we're all in this together it takes a village thanks for listening have a great day